Good evening, and welcome to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host, Shasta Ray, and I am coming to you live, pre-recorded from the bird room once again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I said I was going to be in the studio this week. We had a cold front come through. We're still on the very tail end of that, and I just didn't want to heat up the whole studio space and take the time and energy involved in getting that up to temperature so I could sit there for just a short amount of time just to record. So anyway, all the equipment was still back up here and I'm still sleeping in here because it's just been so much warmer and then I don't have to heat up a whole nother floor of the house. So we've been hanging in here and yesterday was Zoltan's birthday so I decided, yeah, this makes sense. This is a good episode to record up here again. And he is two years old. Now, I don't know that January 15th was his exact birthday. I got him early March 2022. He had just been put out on the showroom floor at an exotic bird store that raises their own budgies. And he was right at six weeks old. So that made him a hatch date of January 15th, give or take a day. Zoltan's not rare or unique as far as his coloration goes. He's probably not super duper common, but he is kind of a pied coloration, mostly white with blue and then black markings. He is really cute. Oh my gosh. And he was the only one of his coloration in the store that day out of probably 40 to 60 budgies. There's a couple of cages of them. So I picked him out. He was the only one that had his unique little style going on. And I have been completely in love with him ever since. Oh my gosh. Now Zoltan, I picked him out as a male bird specifically because I wanted a bird that would talk. And I worked with him and worked with him and worked with him and worked with him. And I got a superb talking budgie. Oh my gosh, he was so good at it. He was up to a number of things that he was saying. But what I didn't know is that if you start getting more budgies, even if you've got a budgie that is really established in their speaking skills, eventually you can get too many budgies and they're just going to stop talking. (laughs) And that was his choice, and that's okay. I suppose if I had just kept him and Aggie, I'd still have a talking budgie. Maybe if I'd had him, Cricket, and Aggie, I'd still have a talking budgie. But then I added Moose Moose and eventually Mike the Rescue Bird. By the time I added Mike, Zoltan was just more interested in being a bird than a human. And I think that's just how it goes sometimes. They start bonding differently with the birds. They become a flock member. And he's still interested in me. He still loves getting attention from me. He still steps up like a champ. And he goes down to the studio with me to record, and he's just a fun little companion. Of course, he sings, and he chirps, and he makes noise, and he's silly. But he did lose that capacity to talk. He just stopped caring to. I wasn't number one on the list anymore once he had other friends to play with of his own kind. So I've noticed in the past month or so, he has started making some sounds kind of like he's trying to reprise his ability to say Pretty Bird. I'm not sure that I have anything to do with that because, oddly, Aggie can say pretty bird. It's very, very garbled, and it's kind of her own variant of it. But for whatever reason, she's always continued to say that on occasion, and she'll kind of kick out a pretty bird every now and then. 
I noticed that Zoltan was making the same sound, so he may have been learning it from her. So I kind of wanted to bring that up because I think that was the biggest budgie dynamic that I learned since bringing him home that very first day is just because you have a bird that talks doesn't mean it's going to keep talking if you change its situation. I also want to stress very hard that you should never buy a bird or a male bird or a budgie or whatever specifically planning on it to talk because not all birds will and I don't know what contributes to that or which birds do or don't learn. In my opinion, I would say any bird that is pretty well known for speech mimicking has the potential, but it's going to kind of boil down to your relationship with that bird and how much time you put into that bird and how much time you put into repeating that phrase. I think age can be a factor, but I don't have experience in that. I would say it, it just stands to reason that the older the bird, the less likely they are to start mimicking speech. But I think they're absolutely capable of it. I don't think it means it's impossible. I think that if you do get an older bird and you try to get it to talk and it doesn't, it could be that it just never had that early bond with you. If it had poor dynamics with a different human before you took it on, that could be a factor. And I bring this up because I know a lot of people think that if they get a budgie or a certain type of bird, they're going to have a talking bird. It's not always the case. So make sure that when you get your little feathered friend and you're picking one out, make sure that you're getting that bird because it's a good fit for your life and your energy levels and your personality type. Because every species of bird is going to be different in that capacity. And then within that species, each bird is going to be its own individual. So make sure you're getting that bird because you want that particular species and that's a good match for you. And then if it's capable of mimicking, that's just like icing on the cake. Work with it, dedicate yourself to it, and eventually you're going to be rewarded with it. It takes them a while. A couple things that can mean not talking is if you're not consistent with saying the same thing over and over and over again in the same way each time. If you fluctuate your voice differently, if you say the words differently, that's a totally different sound to them. They're mimicking a sound. They don't really understand what words are or what the meaning behind words are or sentences or anything like that. They're mimicking a string of sounds, and they're trying to get it as perfect as possible. So in order for them to do that, you need to say it a lot. You need to say it very, very often and a lot. And then you have to be very consistent with how it sounds. Those are some of the key things that I've found come into play with getting the birds to mimic. And then, of course, if you have a lot of birds... The likelihood is going to go down that that bird learns how to talk because it may not be bonded with you properly to really care to try to mimic your flock call, your particular chirp. It's going to interpret the words that come out of your mouth as your own particular call, right? Because that's what they are. They have their own particular calls that they mimic. So that's kind of the mechanics of it. And if you're going to get into 
trying to get your bird to talk here again don't put so much pressure and expectations on the bird that that's the only reason you have it make sure that first and foremost you have that bird because you want that bird but stay consistent and stay diligent you may just be rewarded with a talking bird and then play games with it play the repeat game back with it say you know when it says the word that you just taught it pretty bird baby bird i love you hello whatever you teach it make sure that you play the repeat game so when it says it say it back to it and then you say it and then just get going back and forth where you're saying the same thing over and over and over that reinforces it and it encourages it now the other thing that i probably wasn't as prepared for when it came to a little budgie is it's not that i didn't know they're nervous little hyper birds that are just high energy and they're always playing and hopping around and flapping all over the place i was really hoping that the budgie would be more of a companion bird for me than it was i'd say they're a really good bird to have as a roommate but i'm not sure that i would call them the best companion bird i would probably consider it to be a good companion bird if i had only gotten one and then all of its attention, you're going to be its whole life, you're going to be its everything, and they're going to socialize a lot different with you. They're still going to be hyper and flappy and high energy, and that that won't change. They're not going to calm or be a, a lower key bird just because there's one. You're going to have to work harder to be its constant companion because they do thrive very hard on companionship. So it's another thing to consider. To do it all over again, would I ever just get one budgie? Mm, I'm not sure that I would. I think I would always make sure it has a companion, at least one kind of companion of some sort. But I do think that if I was to do it all over again, I would have kept Zoltan as a single bird a lot longer than I did. I think maybe if I was to do it all over again, I would have had him as a single bird for about six to nine months before I brought in another bird. Now keep in mind, these birds can live a good handful of years on up into their teens if you're lucky. So that doesn't mean that anyone out there needs to freak out about, oh my gosh, you would actually torture a bird like that and keep it as a single entity. Well, if they're very, very young and you're doing a good job of keeping it company, it's not going to be that much of a problem. But the reason I say that is, is if I had had him as a single bird and I had locked in speech patterns for a bigger span of time without any other distractions of other birds, I think maybe it would have possibly locked those habits in just a little bit harder without the distractions where it was so easy for him to go, yeah, yeah, I can leave that behind. I don't need that habit. But whatever the case, the one thing I would say is I would do it all over again and have Zoltan as my first bird all over again. He is so amazing. He is just so cute. And even if he doesn't talk anymore, he still steps up. He still hangs out with me a little bit. And he still really loves attention. So that's all that matters. He plays all day long. And he is so happy to have this flock of friends that he has. It's hard for me to think in any other terms as always letting him have friends and have company and his own little tiny community. And I think that really does enrich their lives. So I do encourage anyone, if you're going to have any kind of bird, unless they are really a single bird kind of a bird, and do your homework, if they're a social group bird, like 
finches, budgies, cockatiels. Make sure they have somebody as a companion. They really need that. Don't keep a single bird ever if it has to be by itself a good portion of the day. That's absolutely not fair to the bird in the slightest. <laughs> and Zoltan just emphasized that by flying around the room. So, yeah, weigh all of your options if you're going to get a budgie. And I think this has been kind of a fun little trip down memory lane. What would I do different? What would I keep the same? There's just so many things, you know, and you can't go back and change anything. But you can go, well, what would I do different had I known then what I know now? It's amazing to think all the little things that I have learned on this journey, just as short as it's been. Now, for those of you who have gone over to the Etsy shop in the recent couple of weeks, I did put it into vacation mode. I had kind of a strange little snafu that happened with the software between my computer and my production partner. So we had to get some of those problems hammered out. I had an upgrade to my computer, if you remember, that I mentioned recently, and I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it or not. They've never had this problem before, and I did something on one of the settings, and then it just zapped everything so I couldn't access anything. It was the strangest occurrence. So tech support got everything going. I do think there's probably something with my end of things that affected it. At any rate, I'm revamping all of the products that I had. Some of them are going to stay the same. Some of the Christmas ones are going to be yanked. And then Zoltan's shirt has an upgrade. He is the only one out of the flock that his shirt has something written on the back of it. So for his two-year birthday, his shirt got added on the back of it. Nose boops for Zimbabwe, because his fan base is in Zimbabwe. So I thought I'd make sure that we added that on there. I never thought when I started getting him into podcasting that he would have his own fan base, and I think that is just pretty cool. And with all of that drama, I did have to put my other little e-commerce stores and efforts on hold temporarily. Those will be up and in effect and in motion very shortly, and I've got to get going on the TikTok shop some more. I've been working on some graphic stuff, and I've been working on some digital download stuff, and I'm trying to decide how to combine TikTok live stream with the birds. As I have mentioned, I could just sit there and do live streams and answer questions or have the birds there or something. And I think I might do that a little bit on occasion, but I think that's going to get really boring really fast. And one thing I've noticed that the birds are good for is just positive mental health, relaxation, company, battling stuff like depression and anxiety, Anything that comes with stress from the real world, these little animals are so good at helping to counterbalance all of those nasty things that we have to deal with in our human lives. So I would like to do something with that TikTok channel where it's kind of a relax with me or chill with me kind of a thing. We'll see what we're doing. I'm not sure. I'm, I've got all kinds of ideas. 
And then, last but not least, I started up another website, which is voiceoftheparrot.shop. That one has been on a standstill. It's kind of a neat tool. It's a, it's a really neat website that I stumbled across where you can do your t-shirts and mugs and merch and all sorts of stuff and sell it from that that website. I found a few troubles in the slowness of it and it is a very specific company that I'm working with for that website. So that one might be a little bit slower in getting up and going. But the one thing about that website is that for those of you in other countries, I have the ability to sell a little bit easier t-shirts, mugs, and that sort of thing if you're in another country. So with my Etsy shop, I've been keeping it limited for the most part to the USA, Canada, and Australia. And that's because there's some just funky stuff that goes on with Etsy and returns and that sort of thing that makes it a lot more difficult. So having this other website gives other people more options in case you want to support the podcast, if you want to buy a t-shirt, if you're interested in anything of the sort. And since it is not an Etsy shop and it is a different entity, I can have a little bit lower prices there. So it gives everyone options. It's not the fanciest website designer tool I've ever seen. It's very, 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 very basic, but the quality of products is really good. So no matter what you do, if you're trying to keep things going on a budget, there's ups, downs, and drawbacks of everything, it seems like. So stick with me out there as I try to get all of my brand up and going and giving you guys different options and different places to go shop for the same thing, essentially. The TikTok shop is very similar. I'm able to sell to different countries through the TikTok shop that I'm not able to sell to through the Etsy shop. So that's kind of why everything's a little bit scattered and I'm repeating everything. It's a huge undertaking and it is very, very time consuming. And that's why not much is getting done. I had a trade show that I had to prepare for the past couple of weeks with my day job. So I kind of had to put all of the parrot stuff on hold while I worked on some of the other real-life stuff. So that's a little jibber-jabber about some of the stuff going on with all that. And I think for now we're just going to get back to Zoltan's birthday party. Looks like everyone's ready for some spray millet, and then we're going to get them all ready for bed and start any day tomorrow. So I think I'll get this edited and out into everybody's eardrums. I hope everybody is staying warm. Oh my gosh, for everyone out there in the United States, the temperatures have just been dropping so low this past week. I hope everyone's birds are okay. I hope everyone is warm and continues to stay warm. Spring is right around the corner, it looks like, so we'll probably be complaining about all the hot months and all the hot temperatures soon enough. But for now... Make sure that you keep all your little feathered babies and fur babies warm. Don't let anyone stay out there in the cold. And you keep warm yourself too because you got to take care of them all. Oh my goodness. I guess we'll catch you next week, folks. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week on into the weekend. 
I've been accumulating some... Hello, Murray. <laughs> Murray just joined me. <laughs> he just wiped out the microphone. All right. Holy cow, how come you haven't been talking, Murr? When are we going to get you talking into the microphone? When are you going to turn into a little podcast bird, huh? <laughs> I guess he doesn't have enough practice. He keeps trying to destroy stuff. I, d I guess I just don't get him around the microphone enough. Maybe he doesn't know what it is and he gets quiet. And he gets along with Zoltan quite well. Him and Zoltan have become really good little friends. They like to hang out together. Zoltan's the noisy one across the room. So I guess that's all we got. We'll just conclude that here. We'll say we're going to see you next week. And I hope everyone has a wonderful time playing with their birds and trying to get a few of them to say some crazy phrases. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye.